In today's episode, we talk about how to time travel on a plane. Yeah, we're going to do that. Stand by, true believers. Another episode of You're Not My Father is here. Welcome back to You're Not My Father, the best family-friendly podcast from Alaska and this side of Anchorage. I'm your host, Thomas Brando Greenman. I'm a father, a husband, and my curiosity and mistakes have given me a world of experience that I want to share with you and maybe even make you laugh. Our podcast is made just for you to learn something positive, something that you can apply to your life as a parent, kid, or otherwise. So without further ado, let's do something. And just as a reminder, today's show is sponsored by Melatonin. Melatonin, helping you sleep on planes since somewhat recently. If you have disposable income and you feel like you want to spread the word on your, pro- <laughs> on your product, let us know at facebook.com slash ynmfshow. So why am I talking about how to time travel whenever... Everybody tells you that time travel is not possible. It doesn't exist. People don't do it. Well, time is kind of a measure or is a perception of what we have and how time passes. So realistically, your perception is your reality. Now, I know we're going to get into some philosophy type thoughts with those words, but realistically, What is time travel to you? What is it to anybody else? I mean, if you're going to put it up against the scientific method and make sure that it washes with whatever scientific control, then you're right. This is not time travel. But my perception of trying to... My perception... My perception, Miss Money Penny, is that time travel is your perception. So as long as it's your perception, it could be whatever you want. But let me paint a picture for you. You get on a plane, and you're having to travel to a faraway place. I'll give you a great example. I was at a conference in Clearwater, Florida this past week. As a matter of fact, I got in at 2 o'clock this morning. And I'm still tired. (laughs) But... The flight to Clearwater is a bit of an odyssey. So if you're looking at uh, Ulysses, Greek hero, whenever he went off to war with Troy, it was the Iliad. That was where he went. That was his... That was that whole lead up to everything else. And so I'm come, 
usually I kind of write out my scripts and I kind of free base a little bit. Free base. Whoa. I didn't mean to say that. Freelance it, not free base. But this time around, um, I needed to get in another episode. I figured I'd kind of free ball, free base, uh, freelance this episode. I really kind of tell you about how I I time traveled on my trip. So the basis is of the basis of my trip. I really need more sleep. But interestingly enough, that is the, the key point to all this, but I digress. So to travel to Tam- Clearwater, which is right next to Tampa, you have to get on a plane to Seattle, typically. And that's what I did. Um, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you can get a flight to Minnesota or another place, but more often than not, most Alaskans will fly to Seattle. It's Seattle SeaTac, Seattle Tacoma Airport. Very big airport. Very big. It's huge. But you you fly in Seattle, and you make your connecting flight, um, and then off to wherever else you go. So that flight can be three and a half hours. It can be four. To describe my journey, I think it was about three and a half hours to Seattle. It ended up being longer because there was heavy fog and clouds, and we got waved off right as we were coming into land because of the clouds. So we had to fly around SeaTac or fly around Seattle and come back in again, which uh, was not fun for somebody who kind of is a little OCD about flying. But we we got there. Now, I'm not going to tell you everything just yet, but I'll, I will tell you that I time traveled that first leg. And it was pretty good. So from there, I had a little bit of a layover, and I flew all the way to Tampa, Tampa International Airport. And so I think that was just under six hours, I believe. But I think with the delays on the airfield to take off, I think it was probably more like six. So by the time I got to my hotel, after getting my bags at the airport and whatnot, I think it was about five o'clock Eastern time, so if you can kind of do the numbers here, I left my house about 11.30 p.m. on Friday, and I get, and that's Alaska time, and then I get to my hotel room around 5 or so Eastern time in the evening. So it's a pretty long day. And then on the way back, it was about six hours, and then we get waved off again in Seattle. And then on the way home, it was probably about three and a half hours. And um, there was no layover to get to my house. So I was thankful for that. But I performed time travel in both of those scenarios. And I've got to tell you, if you're looking for some kind of mystical, magical secret, some kind of esoteric knowledge that I'm going to pass on to you, I'm going to disappoint you. I'm going to tell you the simple thing to time travel on a plane is sleep. And you're probably mad right now. But 
don't be mad. Let me explain a little bit further. You're in here for eight or nine minutes. Give me a little, give me a few more minutes before you hang up the phone. <laughs> so you get on the plane and you have a seat. Maybe you're nervous. Maybe you're not. But whatever your mental state is, you're not really looking forward to sitting on the plane. Now, there might be somebody that is pretty used to flying and maybe they, they enjoy talking to people and being really close to people and the little single serving snacks and all the other airport nonsense that you have to kind of go through. Um, it's, it's not, it's not a really fun experience. I guess you could have some fun in pieces, but, um, generally not. And so what you're wanting to do is you wanted to, you want to get there faster. You certainly probably are not picking the longest flight. You want to find the shortest fight, the shortest fight. You're not looking for a fight. <laughs> so how do you make it short? Well, you can't control the plane. You can't control what else is going on. But what you can do is you can change your perception of it. And so sleep is how I do it. And so I'll kind of walk you through the, the process, if you will, of what I do. And hopefully that will help you have a better trip. So I always get to the airport pretty early. When I say pretty early, not too early. But more often than not, um, most airports will tell you to get, around, get there around two hours early. You know, before your flight. That's your flight time. Not the boarding time, but your flight time. And so you get there. You have to go through security. Now, depending where you're at, like I'm in Anchorage, sometimes those lines are short, sometimes they're really long. And that's probably going to be just about any airport in general. So I'm not trying to be in a big rush. I don't want to stress out about missing my flight. Two hours is good get there you check your bag in you know 15 20 minutes you go to through security or take your shoes off jacket if you've got one remove your electronics that are bigger than a pack of cigarettes or you know a phone size you take your shoes off on the conveyor belt you put your jacket in a different bin you put your carry-ons on there and you pass through security, hopefully, without issues. Now, myself, I have this great ta uh, lizard tail belt. And so it doesn't have any metal. You just kind of pull it. And it's kind of like a rope, but it's not as crude as a rope. Um, but I can keep that belt on. There's nothing metal, so I don't have to worry about my pants falling off whenever I take my belt off. Um, and it makes things pretty comfortable and easy. Not a sponsor of the show, but if they do want to sponsor my show, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> but you go through security, and you put all your stuff back, put your shoes back on, then you get go to find your gate. And so you're wandering through the airport, or I'm wandering through my airport, and I'm trying to find my gate. I find it, 
and maybe I'm sitting there for a little while, maybe I'm not. Probably at this point, it's probably 30 minutes in, possibly. So one of the things I do at this point is, prior to all this, is I'm not really eating a lot. I'm not really drinking a lot. As a matter of fact, I'm still a little dehydrated from what I typically do. Now, I'm not saying that uh, I'm trying to dehydrate myself so bad where I feel horrible or unhealthy, but I'm not going to the bathroom on a regular basis, but I'm trying to get it out of my system. So I go to the bathroom, I hang out, take some pictures, do whatever else. Boarding comes up before you know it, and I get on the plane. I always try to get a window seat. I sit up against the uh, the window. I have one of those neck collars, but I don't use the that neck rest as a uh, what it's intended for. I use that to kind of prop my head up against the uh, the wall of the plane or the window or maybe even my arm. So when I get into my seat, I, I get everything ready, everything that I could possibly need. And this is where... I try to do the time travel. Do the time travel. So I use melatonin as a as a way to get me to go to sleep. And so I have these gummy melatonins. I think they're like 5, 10 milligrams of melatonin. Sometimes I'll take them before I get on the plane. And sometimes I'll just take them right there. But I'm trying to... I'm trying to condition myself into falling asleep. And it's it's getting there. So every time I, I kind of go through this ritual and the plane takes off, I'm listening to my music, had my melatonin. I'm listening to call music. I'm not listening to Rage Against the Machine or Megadeth or something that's going to get me punk, pumped up. Yeah, maybe it's Frank Sinatra, maybe it's the Rat Pack, maybe it's some kind of instrumental music, or maybe it's even an audiobook, or your favorite podcast, just like mine. You could listen to my soothing voice as you're flying up in the clouds. <laughs> so you're flying in the clouds. You're getting calm. The melatonin's kicking in. And you're enjoying yourself. Some of the beeps come up, the the gongs, the noises. Seatbelts come off, hopefully. And you're getting to your cruising speed, and you're just going to relax. And From there, I'll take out my, my earphones, and I've got these earplugs. Most earplugs have never worked for me, like these little foam ones. They never seem to stay in, they never seem to work really well. One of the things I've I figured out, though, is I've got narrow ear canals or smaller ear canals. So you can get smaller ones. And so smaller ones will actually fit in that ear canal and not kind of sit at the outside of your, your ear. And so you just kind of roll them up really tight. You kind of gently put them in there. And they'll expand. And next thing you know, a lot of that ambient white noise is, is gone. And from there, I, I kind of snuggle up to the, the wall, 
of the airplane and I kind of drift off and, and there you go. And it sounds easy enough. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's not easy. Not at least in the beginning. Sometimes you struggle with it. And sometimes I still struggle with it. But I, I'm conditioning myself to it. And typically when I get to an airport, I start to get tired. And so I'm trying to build up this, that tired reflex. Because ideally what I want to be is I want to be on the plane and fall asleep. And sometimes, not all the time, and it's not a guarantee, but sometimes I'll wake up and I'm hearing the gong of, or the engines wind down, and maybe you kind of feel the plane slow down a little bit. And you're having your final descent into the Anchorage or Seattle or Miami or Orlando or wherever it is. And so you probably just washed away three hours or maybe you got lucky and it was six and so sitting in the window you can't really kind of climb over people and go to the bathroom but if you're dehydrated you're you're not drinking a lot you're not eating a lot you're not really going to have to go to the bathroom you may need to go you probably will right after you get done and off the plane but at the moment you're you're doing pretty good and so that's that's my form of time travel. And so I was able to, to I was able to time travel successfully multiple times on my way from Anchorage to Seattle. I think I got about two hours in, so it kind of put me at about an hour or so flight. That was my perception. And then flying from Seattle to to Tampa, almost six hours. I think I was up for probably about an hour and a half. And I slept the most most of the way. And I had about another hour and a half there. So in all reality, a six-hour flight is more like three. Pretty awesome. And on the way back, very similar type of thing. And it's a skill. It's it's a it's a skill, but you can do it. And so for a long time, I, I kind of struggled with being bored and, and anxious and, and, and OCD and, and how do I control my feelings. And this is how I control them. It's something that um, you kind of build that routine. You, you are essentially, in the psychology world, you're doing something called classical conditioning. Or Pavlov's dog. A scientist who fed his dog. And every time he fed his dog, he rang a bell. So eventually, over time, whenever he hit the bell and there was no food, the dog would salivate because he was hungry. He knew that food was imminent. And so for myself, I, I found myself being relaxed and calm. And even though before I get to the airport, I'm not. So it's 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 been a useful skill as much as I've traveled. And I think it could work for you. So maybe next time you try it, see what happens. It's fun. It's neat. It's a pro tip. <laughs> time travel can happen. I can remember... Uh, 
going on long road trips when I lived in the lower 48. And whoever was with me, whether it was my wife or friends or whatnot, you know, I usually did the driving. That was my thing. I was uncomfortable as a passenger. I didn't like um, looking at everything and not having control because I was always aware of what was, was going on. And so I prefer to drive, and I still do. Whenever we moved to Alaska way back when, I think I drove like a thousand miles a day. I told my wife that, you know, I might let you drive. And I think she was glad she didn't have to, but she offered plenty of times, but I did most of the driving. All of it, really. And while it was tiring, it was, it was great. It was, it, it kept my mind occupied. And I think that's part of the challenge for a lot of people. You know, I think fidget spinners were a big deal for a while. It was a fad, I think. But for me, it seemed like a, like an acknowledgement that people had problems, you know, that they had to deal with them in a certain way. And a fidget spinner was kind of a, a neat little way to help you cope with that. And so growing up, <laughs> nobody told me that, you know, it's okay to, to have a problem. And if you had a problem, you know, maybe here's a solution for it. I, I think my dad, if, if I'd told him I didn't like traveling or whatnot, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think it would be something along the lines of man up or maybe he would try and change the subject to, you know, back in the day or when I fly, I just fall asleep. You should just do it too. And he, and if he did say that, or if he would say that, he was right. But the how do you do it part is kind of missing. I think a lot of the knowledge that we try to pass on to people on this podcast is really trying to, to help them get past, you know, well, you should just do this. Well, let's let's get into that. Let's talk about that. Let's see how other people work in that format and how how do I do it? But I think in one of my last podcasts I talked about being on a podcast. And I was. And it's it's out there now. It's been published. And so I actually listened to it on the plane. And it was interesting. I don't really like listening to my voice. I didn't think that I would like listening to myself on a podcast. But it was interesting. And I feel like late at night <laughs> when I'm on this plane, and I'm, I'm listening to the back and forth conversation between me and, and Ben, that's his name. It was interesting. I, I think I learned some things about myself. I certainly learned a lot from Ben, but it, it was, I, I see podcasts like his, I see podcasts like mine, 
and certainly many other ones out there, is really trying to navigate the waters of all this information floating around there and trying to help. And for me, um, I think I try to call it out pretty obvious that I'm, I'm trying to help. And this podcast is, is here to, to give you advice. And some people are probably not looking to do that. But I think they're doing it anyway. And I think there's a big demand for knowledge in general. You know, advice from, from people that you probably wouldn't get somewhere else. Yeah, in some ways I think it's kind of dangerous. You know, misinformation with news, especially in the past election cycle. But I don't get political on the show. At least I try not to. I think my my end goal is to really kind of help and elevate people and bring whatever value I can. It's a lot of things that I've learned at the business I've been at for the last 15 years, I think. And it's also the values of one of the peer associations that I belong to that I was actually at a conference. And the beautiful thing about that conference was that everybody was trying to help people and give them advice. And, and it wasn't bragging. You know, I think a lot of people just really wanted others to succeed. And maybe, maybe some were bragging and maybe there wasn't a whole lot of success that they were trying to do. And, or maybe some of them <laughs> weren't sure if, if people were paying attention. I certainly know that sometimes I, I have to wonder if somebody asks me for advice and I give it whether or not they would actually uh, consider it or not. Or maybe they just wanted to have somebody to talk to. And that's okay. But that's why I'm here. <laughs> I actually mentioned um, my podcast to a really neat guy that I that I met at the conference who had some pretty original ideas, and um, it was a great conversation. I, I learned from everybody, especially him. And so when I told him the premise of the podcast, he kind of came up with, my selfish goal, you know, of that immortality and that desire to pass on this information to my kids or really anybody that would listen. And I told him that's exactly it. That's, that is one of the main reasons why I do this. Because we were talking about doing business podcasting. And I told him, you know, if, if one person is listening, I would do it for them. I really would. And I was I was considering whether or not that would be true of a business podcast. And I think so. Of course, time gets the better of everybody, but it's this conversation that I have with people that I that I typically can't hear from or I don't hear from. 
that kind of keeps me coming back. It's like I've been really busy. It was like a whole week. I don't think I got a chance to get in another podcast before I left. Been, and now I just feel like I need to. My voice is pretty hoarse. <laughs> I did a lot of talking. A lot of talking with a lot of loud people. and I don't know. I don't think my voice is... I talk a lot, but I, I usually am a quieter talker. So my voice is, has kind of gotten a little hoarse. But I'm glad that, that I was able to have this podcast and tell you about time travel. It's neat. Although I wouldn't use it too often. I think I've been tempted to and, and have done it before where I've used sleep as a a way of time traveling and fast forwarding time. I'll give you a great example here in Alaska. It's so cold a lot of times. And in the wintertime, there doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to do during sometimes, like in between holidays and I don't know. But I, whatever it is, I, I, I feel like this need, like I, I just want to hurry things up. It's like, let's make this week get over quicker. Get past this. Get to the next bit. That way I can get to a better part. You know, I think in, in my past years, I've actually used sleep as a time travel <laughs> type of device to, to try and get past that. Go to sleep early, sleep a little late, take a nap or whatever. Yeah, it's like a tool to try and get there. But the older I get, the more I realize and appreciate the time I've got. And I think that's probably what I've noticed in older people as I was growing up. You know, as a kid, I did, and I'm sure you have, and everybody else that was a kid or is a kid have slept really, really long hours. And you don't give it a second thought. Yeah, sleep is great. Even even now, I think, you know, wow, I got 16 hours of sleep. It was awesome. I could have got a couple more. And the flip side of that, you know, I would see like my grandmother or my dad, probably more my grandmother, you know, they wouldn't go to sleep too late, but they would get up really early. And it seemed like they were, they had it all planned out, you know, always eating fresh fruits and vegetables, going out to eat early, the early bird discount. But yeah, getting up early in the morning and, and enjoying the day. It's something I've I've always missed about my grandmother. I think there's a big part of me that whenever I get up early, you know, I think of her. And or my dad too. Back in the day my dad used to get up pretty early. 
have a cup of coffee, and smell it. I do it too. It's one of the big things that gets me out of bed in the morning. But yeah, I don't want to waste time anymore. I think I wasted a lot of time whenever my grandmother was around. You have to ask yourself, what would I do to, if I could have a, an hour with her, or ten minutes with her, you know, like if you could pick up a, your phone and call them, and you could actually get them on the phone. They're saying, you know, hey, I gotta go, I gotta go, but, yeah, I can, I can talk real quick, just tell me what's going on, but, but I've gotta go. And be, <laughs> Wow. Be amazing. Does sound like a Stephen King audiobooker I listen to. Um, but yeah, the creepy stuff aside, it'd be amazing. So yeah, that second part. The the drawbacks of time travel. On a plane, yeah. It could be great. Outside of the plane, you, you have to use it sparingly. You don't want to spend your life half asleep or all the way asleep. You're going to miss a lot of life. So take advantage of it. Do something with it. But just know this, that there's going to be some times that you're going to be tired. And you're going to take a... Take a longer sleep than normal. But try to try to make sure it doesn't get too far out. Like what they say, everything in moderation. But yeah, we started off this podcast pretty pretty peppy. I was like, you know my radio voice, and we're gonna do this and it's gonna be fun and total little. And now it's like all berry white. But I think we've had some good fun. Good vibes only, right? So be sure. I want you to be sure. You subscribe to us. Apple Podcast, Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, more. And if you did find this podcast useful, please tell your friends. Say something on social media. Tell your pets. They'll listen. And anybody else who will listen. You can also follow us on Facebook.com slash YNMF show. We don't always put a bunch of updates and forecasts in there, but I'm looking forward to the future. 2021 is gone. It's in the rear view. 2022 is going to be a great year, I think. And if it's not, I think it's our faults. Faults. <laughs> it's our fault. Not the show. Not me. I think collectively. I think the positivity that we have can absolutely make this year really, really great. And that's not just a bunch of crap. I really do think that. COVID has really made us uh, stronger people, I think. Open up our eyes to what's possible. 
Yeah. So that's it for today. We have time traveled 36 minutes into the future. And unless you were counting, you probably didn't even notice it. It might have just gone right on by. Remember, if you're a fan of us, then we're a fan of you. It's true. So take it easy. Stay positive. And remember, good vibes only. just going to keep pressing buttons. <laughs> they love us.